0: Thank you for the time that you are investing in watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Thank you, my friend. Welcome to Victory Church. I am Giancarlo Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. From West Texas, hello to our friends in social media. It is my privilege to present to you this Bible study. Today we are doing our lesson number 72, April 23rd, 2019. The study comes from the reading in Genesis chapter 36 from the verse 1 through the verse 8. The title of this lesson is, Becoming Reasonable. I would like to invite you to go to our website, thechurch.us, and then you will find a tab, and it's called Bible Studies, there you can click and quickly you can download the notes for this study, becoming reasonable. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the history of the family of Isa, or Edom. Esau married women from the land of Canaan. His wives were Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, Olibimach, the daughter of Anach the son of Zibeon, the Hibitite, and Beismath, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nebiathoth. Esau and Adah had a son named Eliphaz. Basmath had a son named Reuel. olivo had three sons, Jeush, Jalam, and Korach. These were Esau's sons, who were born in the land of Canaan. Jacob and Esau's families became too big for the land in Canaan to support them all. So Esau moved away from his brother Jacob. He took his wives, sons, daughters, and all his slaves, cattle and other animals, and everything else that he had gotten in Canaan and moved to the hill country of Seir. Another beautiful passage of the scripture that has great teachings for us. Let's uh, try to put our minds in what happened in the past chapters. The story of Abraham, Isaac, and his sons, Jacob and Esau. They went into a huge fight because of the inheritance. Jacob moved away to Adam-Param, where he met his wives, and then came back to Canaan, reconciled with his brother Esau. They made peace. Eventually, Isaac, died at 180 years old, that was discussed actually in our previous lessons, in lesson number 71. Today we are going to talk about becoming reasonable. Here is the story of these two brothers, each one of them with a blessing from God, each one of them with different personalities, like happens today in our families, correct? You might have siblings or cousins, relatives, people in your family that you are related to, but you know that everyone has his own personality. And families is the same. Each one of the children will have its own personality and also is going to be gifted with different kind of attributes, characteristics, abilities to do some things. Isa and Jacob were no different they had their own skills their own abilities capabilities desires but also they have different blessings coming from the good lord god almighty here is the moment that many of us live in some point in our lives one way or other we work for a company or we are developing a business and suddenly there is not enough money to take care of everyone's needs. What do we do then? This exactly is what happened to these two siblings. They were in the land of Canaan. They both loved the story of his grandpa Abraham, loved all the history of their families. At that point they are mature, all men with children and grandchildren and very prosperous, both of them Jacob and Isa. And they realize there is not enough resources in this land so we can sustain everyone. So what do we do then? My friends, in life, that is one of the moments that define our future. Defines our future for the simple reason that we can, option A, stick together, and try to make it work when we already know that it's not going to work because there is not enough resources to take care of everyone. And then we will have tension, conflicts, more fights, or we can become reasonable and say, you know what, probably this is my time to go somewhere else and find something else to do. You know that uh, years ago, many years ago, renting movies was a great, great business. And many of us know the story of blockbuster video. Probably you, if you are kind of uh, my age or older, you might remember walking in those stores Friday night or Saturday or Sunday after church, going to pick a movie that you wanted to watch because that was the way to entertain ourselves back then imagine those individuals who invested in franchises of blockbuster or they own they own their own companies doing that kind of business They, they they were really happy doing that you know and in their minds that was a business that will never never fail correct that is what everyone thinks about when a business is going well. We just think this is going to be amazing forever and ever. But the truth, the history of life teaches us that not always business or companies or source of employment are going to be there forever. Because things change in this world when that happened to Isa and Jacob, they, they went to a point of making some decisions, radical decisions Jacob thought, well this is tough, however this is the land that I received as an inheritance from my parents from Isaac, my my father, but more importantly this is the land that I own because The Lord God promised me that this will be my land where I will have my children and my grandchildren and all my descendants. That was God's promise for me. Here is one big important aspect in our interaction with other people. Certainly sometimes we can feel there is not enough money. We got to do something here and if I have to go, I have to go. Correct. But before you make a decision like that, you need to think what is God's will for you? Because Jacob knew it. God's will for me is to stay here because that is his promise. He promised me that this land will be mine for me and my descendants. That was not the case for Esau. Esau somehow knew it. And he became reasonable and he said, you know what? For whatever reason, the promise of God came to my brother, Jacob, so he can stay here and prosper here. And I have to be content about it, happy about it, support my brother. And if I had to go, if I have to go somewhere else and move, well, so be it. I'll do it. Because in his heart, Isa a that even though he didn't receive that promise to own that land and prospered there, he knew that God will never, never abandon him, which is one very important thing for everybody. You know, sometimes the Lord has a specific business or a specific employment source for you. The Lord can have something very particular for, for an individual. And you are in the same area, spot, group, family, company. And you're thinking, but I would like that. But remember, when the Lord wants to bless somebody somewhere with something, that is His will. And you have to accept that there are ones that the Lord already blessed with some things. And you you shouldn't have any kind of jealousy about it. You need to make sure that in your heart you don't have those kind of things. The opposite. You should say, you know what? I I have been blessed during the time that I have been here. I have everything I need. And I have some savings and I am ready to move. And if I have to move, the Lord will be with me. You know, the good Lord God Almighty loves everyone. Even those who are not chosen ones, let's say. They are part of His creation. Even though the Lord has special callings for certain people, He loves everyone. Who is God's favorite? I want to tell you a personal story here. I learned this from my father, Eduardo. He went to the Lord in 2015, almost four years ago. I remember during our years growing up, I'm the oldest of six children. I remember several times my dad being so concerned for something that was going on in the life of one of my siblings. I used to have lunch with my father on Thursdays. That was kind of our date. (laughs) I enjoyed that time with my dad. And uh, you know, my dad eat rice every lunch. He loved rice and soups. Oh, my dad he was special for the lunch and I enjoyed that time with him it was very very wonderful every other uh, Thursday perhaps we decided to do something special uh, besides eating lunch but what was a tradition is that we meet we talk and he shares with me some things I share with him some things And from time to time, I hear him telling me his concerns about one of my siblings. One day, I said to my dad, Dad, it seems like you are not just concerned, but really worried about this sibling of of mine. And uh, my dad said to me, "And, And what that has to do with you? Are you worried about it? Well, I am a little bit concerned about you, Dad. Well, are you worried and concerned about your sibling? And I said, well, of course I am. But I just see you, Dad, that you are really overwhelmed. So my dad said to me, huh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that I am more concerned about your sibling than you. You are jealous, isn't it? He asked me. And I said, no, Dad, no, I'm not jealous. No are you sure? and I said yes I am sure I'm not jealous no I love my siblings every one of them no and then my dad said do you know who is my favorite? oh dear let me tell you friends that's the kind of question that as a son you don't want to ask and as a child you don't want to hear from your parents he said to me do you want to know Really, who is my favorite? And then this is the answer. Listen to this, my friend. My, my dad said, my favorite is the one who is in need in that particular moment. The one who is in need in that particular moment, in that particular day or week, in that particular season, the one that is in need Because I knew that his heart was to to love everybody and to help everyone and to have compassion of the one who was in trouble or in need. And you know what? That taught me a great lesson. As a father, of course, as a friend, but also as a child of God. Because that is God's heart. The Lord cares for everyone. He loves everybody. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And he wants to bless everyone. But if you want to know if you are a favorite child of God, the answer is yes, you are, as long as you come to him and you say, Father, I need you. I need your help. Perhaps Jacob was concerned in those days and those seasons and, and he was praying, Lord, tell me what to do. There is not enough here. What are we going to do? And maybe Isa was praying the same prayer. God, what can I do? What can we do? There is not enough resources here for for all of us. Somebody has to go. Both in those moments were praying to God. Both became the favorite of God. And the Lord helped both of them. Like He can help you today. What kind of needs do you have, my friend? Do you need a miracle of healing? Do you need a new job? Do you need the restoration of your relationships and your family or or perhaps you you are exploring the possibility of a new career? Going somewhere because where you are working money is not good enough and you know that you need more or probably you don't have benefits. Or perhaps you are thinking of your of your retirement. Whatever is what you are dealing with. I want you to know that God loves you, He cares for you. The only thing that He is expecting from you is that you have a little bit of faith, as little as a mustard seed, the scripture says. With that little faith, you will see great miracles in your life. Just trust in Him and give your heart to Him entirely. So what if you pray a simple prayer with me today and you say, repeat these words. Dear God, I am in need and I need you. Could you please help me? Help me, Father, because I am in so much need. In the name of Jesus, He will do something amazing in your life. Whatever is your need, trust in Him. If you are by yourself right now, if you are watching or listening, if you are in need of healing, put your hand in that part of your body that is aching, that is, that is hurting. Perhaps it's your shoulder, your ear, your head, your throat, your knee, whatever is what is... Put your hand there, close your eyes and pray and say, Dear Lord, dear Lord I need your help. Heal me. Bring me the healing that I need. I am trusting you, Lord, that you can do this for me. In Jesus' name. The Lord is with you, my friend. I appreciate so much that you were with us today. Here in the bottom of the screen, you can find the email address, our website, and the phone number. Feel free to reach out. Whether it's a prayer request or a testimony, it's going to be wonderful to hear from you. Until then, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.